You've joined the Digital Transformation Success Podcast. I'm your host, Priscilla McKinney. I consult with leaders around the globe and bring their teams through a digital transformation journey. Realizing digital transformation across an entire organization is key to business success. While the phrase digital transformation is often used, it's not always understood. So we start each episode with my brief working definition. Digital transformation refers to the purposeful integration of digital technology into all areas of a business. It goes beyond technological innovations in that it requires a fundamental mindset shift of how to operate internally and deliver maximum value to customers at scale. When done well, it results in a culture change to an environment where opportunities for digital technology are not missed, but are thoughtfully used to change established practices and processes for greater efficiency, flexibility, and profitability. You'll hear from consultants, trainers, executives, innovators, and thought leaders. We will avoid buzzwords, jargon, and leave behind our egos to help you take that next step toward digital transformation success. Let's dive in. We are living in a digital world, and some of digital transformation comes with the lovely virtual conferences we've all been attending. But I have to tell you, whether it's a virtual conference or it's a face-to-face conference, there is a digital component. And digital transformation success really has a lot to do with your actual in-person success. I have with me Ashley LeBlanc, the Executive Vice President over at Little Bird Marketing. She is a frequent uh, partner in crime, shall we say, over on (laughs) uh, Ponderings from the Perch, our other podcast. But I brought her with me today because she and I are such a great team when it comes to digital transformation success at conferences and really how we work within our industry. We build our influence. And I'm telling you, it does not matter if it's virtual or if it's in person. We have got some really hot tips for you. So Ashley, welcome to the Digital Transformation Success Podcast. Thanks for having me me. Yeah. First time on the podcast and I'm excited. This is one of my favorite topics. Yes. I brought you on specifically because I couldn't really laugh that hard by myself. So I'm going to need you to help me out. So we want you to get the most out of any industry event. This means that you have to understand the kind of work that you need to do before and during and after. And I have to tell you, you need a strategy before you even sign yourself up for another event. Ask, what is going to be this return on investment? Why am I going? What do I hope to gain? Who do I need to meet? What will take my business to the next level? To efficiently answer that question, we are going to talk about a couple of tips and just really keep the the um, the topics. We hope it's such a big topic, but we're going to kind of try and narrow it down for you a little bit. So I'm going to kick off with my first piece of advice, and that is to define your goals. And this is really true for teams and individuals. And I can't stress that enough because a lot of people think, oh, it's just me. I'm going to the conference. I'll be back. But if you don't define your goals, even as a one-person team going out, you will waste the travel time. You will waste the time at the conference and your follow-up will just fizzle out. So please, even if you're one person, don't tune out right now. We have really important things to say about the team and about you as an individual. So before those tips, we need to get one thing clear, the why. Why are you attending this event? And you might 
think that that's kind of silly, but honestly, sometimes you're going for learning. Sometimes you're going for networking. Sometimes you're going for sales. Sometimes you're going to recruit the best and brightest. And so you really need to make a mental note of those goals and then translate that into writing them down to get focused. And knowing your goal really brings you clarity to your actions, and it really can help you amplify your marketing message when someone just walks up to you and says, hey, how can I help you? Or what are you doing here? Or why did you decide to come? You need to be prepared with that answer. It can really determine whether or not you, you know, you uh, look out across the entire room virtually or in person and start scanning for particular people. So it's super important. It is. And I'll say, to be honest, you may have multiple goals when you're attending. Especially, I'll say, you know, we attend a lot of industry events together, or a lot of times even bring an entire team, and your goal may be different than my goal. And kind of a quick tip here, look behind the curtain of Little Bird Marketing, but we do a lot of pre-planning meetings before we go to a conference and we get all of that lined out ahead of time. We ask questions like, Ashley, what sessions are you going to go to? Priscilla, what sessions are you going to go to? Who are you meeting with? What's important for you? What's important for me? My my main goal may be to network. Your main goal may be to close a few sales, but it's really the combination of these things that makes our events so successful. Yeah, it's funny. Let's just break that down just to pull the curtain back a little further. Yeah, I'm there for sales and networking. You're there for sales and networking. You're also would add to that maybe some client care. Mm You're there trying to make sure that we do the very best for our client. And then you're, you know, you're working with our team, whether it's a photographer or videographer, and they're there, of course, again, for client care. But then Katie may come with us and she is there for looking, um, for the best and brightest, you know, it's like, Hey, who's the next little bird, (laughs) you know? So yeah, I, I, that just gives you just a, for example of what she's saying and breaks it down into people. And it's so awesome because every person cannot go there and achieve every goal. So take the pressure off of your team. Also, research has shown us that routines play an important role in productivity. And in terms of digital transformation success, I think that is also very true. What is your routine when you're thinking about going to a conference? So 100%, the moment I can actually get either a speaker list and God, if it all comes to, you know, a a beautiful rainbow in the sky, I could get an attendee list (laughs) and I can start reaching out to people and making sure that that's just a routine I'm in. I'm always trying to connect with people on LinkedIn, whether I'm going to see them at a virtual conference or whether I'm seeing them in person. And for virtual, that even hurts a little bit more. (laughs) Like you've got to really be in your routine because you'll be in a chat room with someone and someone chats and you see their name and it's exposed. And the routine that you would have is going immediately to LinkedIn. And that like that just needs to be muscle memory. It does. And at the same time, if you're attending virtually, you need to keyword attend. <laughs> we all do it, right? Even outside of what was 2020, we all multitask when we're in front of a computer screen. So you are attending a virtual conference but you're also working on a project on the side or your Slack is up on the side or your email is up on on the side. And inevitably you miss out on some sort of virtual conversation that's happening because you're distracted by the things that your email is bringing up that aren't necessarily 
um, happening when you are attending those in-person conferences. Right. You talk about this a lot in terms of routine of even if you're there virtually, do the routine as if you were there in person. If you get up in the morning and you work out, then before a virtual conference, get up in the morning and work out. If you're in an in-person one, get up and work out. Like do what your routine is because then you're engaged in your normal patterns and those patterns are going to keep you connected to the goal. So now that you've defined your goals, the next piece is to really understand your persona. So many times, you know, you and I have been out on the trade show floor and we'll be talking to someone, even virtually this happens, and we will ask a question, who are you looking for? Why'd you come to this conference? Who would be that magical person who walked into your trade show booth? And, you know, we're, we're kind of shocked because there are so many people who don't know how to answer this question. They honestly become stunned by it. It is totally crickets out there. (laughs) I, I don't know that I've actually, actually honestly had someone give me a good answer for that or an answer. And that's why we started talking about persona so much. Who is your unicorn? Who's that magical person that if they walked by you and you had the chance to have a conversation with them, it would make the entire conference worthwhile. This person, uh, you should have them clearly defined, but in your pre-conference planning, each person should have that ideal persona, that magical unicorn. They should have them in mind. Uh, who are you looking for and how do they align with those goals and, and how can you even prepare yourself going into the conference to cross paths with this person? Can you get a meeting on the calendar? Can you connect with them on LinkedIn? What homework can you do ahead of time to make that relationship possible? Okay. And if you don't have a clue about that, the good news is at littlebirdmarketing.com forward slash resources, we have some free guides for you. So please don't go to the next conference, the next event, the next virtual webinar. I don't care what it is without knowing who you're looking for, because the next person who could show up in your life could be the person that connects you to the most amazing opportunity that that can come your way. So you talked a little bit about preparation, homework. So my number three point is going to be do your homework and do your homework. I hate to say that this, this needs to be said, but do your homework beforehand. Because when you show up to class is not the time that you start your homework. Right, right. <laughs> um, so for me, the conference work never starts the day of. And with all the event information published online, typically months ahead, there's so much to be done in preparation. And um, we're going to talk a little bit about social. You're going to talk about some fun ways that we can reach out and figure out what's going on socially. But speaker, sponsor, and sometimes attendee names are actually published on the site, or at least within the registration piece of um, of the event. And so I find it incredible helpful to print out those lists and make it a point to connect with the people ahead of time on LinkedIn. And I know that everybody's going, yeah, I'll do that, do that. But I, I got to tell you, not a lot of people actually do it though. They've had the idea, but they don't do it. And the other thing that they miss is the speakers and the sponsors. So for me, 
you know, the other speakers, and typically I am speaking at conferences, the other speakers are my peers. And it's really important to reach out to them. And I do attend other speakers. And I'm like, hey, I'm really interested in your speech on this. And I'm planning on attending, you know, I'm I'm not lying, I'm going to show up. But it's also a great way to connect with them, see how the event goes for them. And it really establishes a lot of great relationships. So kind of that goes to my first point, my goal many times is for me as a speaker to get my next speaking event and my next speaking gig. So why wouldn't I want to interact with speakers? So you need to think about that, what what you're doing and do that work beforehand. And I got to tell you, it's dumb work sometimes (laughs) because it's about, you know, creating a message and connecting with people on LinkedIn beforehand. But I'll give you one other tip before Ashley gives you all kinds of great social tips. When you connect with people on LinkedIn, you can make yourself heard above the noise only 1% of people on LinkedIn who try and connect with someone actually use a personalized invite, a message. I mean, just let that sink in for a minute. It's not that hard. Tell someone why you're connecting with them. And all of a sudden, you're already standing out from the crowd. Now that you've done that homework, and in, in your homework, you've probably seen some Twitter handles. You've connected with some people on LinkedIn. So you're really armed to be social. So tip number four is to get social. Whether you're showing up at an in-person or a virtual event, you should be showing up on social media. Your goal one way or another is probably to be noticed, whether it's by one company or the entire conference, right? So social media is the perfect platform to do that. They don't call it social media for any other reason than to what? Be social. So if you know Little Bird, you know, and I I hate to toot our own horn. Oh, please do. (laughs) But we love social media. And before we nailed down any of the other pieces of our conference strategy, social was that first component that we said, let's just show up and be ourselves on social media. And it's really worked for us. And now we've grown our strategy around that. But by being on Twitter and posting to LinkedIn what we're hearing, by taking pictures of people, taking pictures with people, using the correct tags, using the correct hashtag, all of it has come together to make a really solid social media strategy that gets us noticed. And now many people have taken that strategy and now it gets them noticed on social, whether they're attending that in-person or that virtual event. Right. And this social influence, you know, is a part of digital transformation success of your whole company. But I'm telling you, if you listen to a couple of these next tips, it does not just become about social influence. It becomes social dominance. And if you want that for your own career, if you want that for your company, then you need to know how to operate on social. So, you know, Ashley, why don't we divide it up a little bit? You take Twitter, and then I'll talk a little bit about LinkedIn and just give maybe a couple of things off the top of your head of what we do when it comes to Twitter and what we should be mindful of. With Twitter, everyone knows it's a very timely platform. Things are happening. That's why you always hear about live tweeting, right? When an event's going on, you're watching, whether it's the Emmys, the Golden Globes, right? People are live tweeting because it is so time bound. It's happening in a chronological order. So it's absolutely perfect for events. I could tweet right now. I'm thinking about ice cream because that would be really what's going on right now. (laughs) But but Twitter, go on. (laughs) Twitter is really the perfect platform for an in-person or digital event. 
So what you should do in preparation is what we like to call or what Twitter calls a Twitter list. Of course, you're following people on Twitter, uh, but part of your homework should be collecting handles and hashtags uh, that have to do with the conference, the speakers, the sponsors, the industry hashtags, the event hashtags. The best thing about Twitter is that you can create a list that uh, is a unique feed of whatever you tell it to put in there. So this could be certain Twitter users. You can follow a list for a certain set of hashtags, right? So what you should do in preparation for your event is create a Twitter list specific to the event, whether you're following the event hashtag, or again, you take all the handles of the trade show sponsors or the speakers, and you put them into one list, you create a personalized feed that becomes a one-stop shop for all the digital conversation that's happening on Twitter about the conference. So rather than feeling like you're pulled a million different directions on the platform, you can go to one single list and look at the entire conversation from that bird's eye view. Right. So the big key here is that what you mentioned about Twitter being chronological and being very, you know, connected to time-bound events, it's not bringing, you know, tweets up, you know, based on higher engagement at a different place. It's always staying chronological. And so the Twitter list is one way that it could feel maybe a little bit more like, like LinkedIn and that social influence. Like, it's just so noisy out on Twitter. And so without lists and without a game plan, you could just be like, you know, at the event, but then all of a sudden you've just wasted 20 minutes scrolling through your feed looking for something. So you really have to be able to search properly. So let me kind of tack on to that a little bit about LinkedIn. So on LinkedIn, you know, this is where you can share your expertise or information about your point of view on what's going on at the trade show. If you have a booth, even more reason why you need to be putting out something that's engaging and trying to draw people in, starting conversation. You know, if you're looking to establish yourself as a thought leader, you need to start sharing key learnings that you are hearing and that you're experiencing all the way throughout the event. And I'm telling you, when you are doing that, if someone is teaching you or inspiring you, you need to be tagging them. It's it's really key. And at the end of the event, you really do also have the opportunity to use the LinkedIn articles to really elaborate. I know that you can do a long format post in the feed, and that's great too. Do a tiny short post, do just a selfie with someone, do a long post. But the articles is a place where you can really write almost like a mini blog about the experience. And I think that can be something that really takes your LinkedIn experience to the next level. Let's take a quick break so I can tell you about this show's sponsor. Uncovering insights in the agricultural industry can seem like looking for a needle in a haystack. Luckily, Ag Access has your back. From recruitment and survey design to planning and execution of custom full-service market research projects, you can count on Ag Access to deliver expertise and meaningful outcomes. Their 400,000 plus member community covers the breadth of the agriculture chain, including technology, ag sales, crop growers, livestock producers, feed supply, and more. With a full-time engagement center, research logistics team, and 400,000 member strong insights community, Ag Access is an irreplaceable bridge between researchers and professionals in the agriculture industry. Visit ag-access.com to learn more. 
One final thing that I want to talk about, kind of my last tip in regards to social media here is don't underestimate the power of the camera on your phone, right? We carry our phones with us pretty much all day. You don't leave your hotel room for an in-person event without it in your bag or in your pocket. But there's there's so much power within your phone, right? That little camera, you can use it to take a picture of a keynote speaker. You can use an app on your smartphone to create an interesting graphic to post on social media. You can do some sort of video, um, something interesting going on. You can create a funny little boomerang. You can take that selfie, but you can create your own content, right? You can be a content creator by just using this device and create some really interesting media that's going to go out there on social media, increase your reach, increase your engagement, and show off that you're a real human, right? Again, people come to social media to be social. So I would encourage you, make sure it's not just of a boring piece of paper, an agenda, or just a slide, right? Include some sort of human element there. People go to social media to see human beings. So whether it's your face, like a selfie, whether it's someone else, whether it's the keynote speaker on stage, always try to get a person in there. Don't take a picture of an empty booth or again, some sort of piece of paper add a human element in there. And I promise you, it's going to increase your reach and increase engagement on your posts. I love that. And I'm going to give a shout out to Kate Hamilton (laughs) on LinkedIn. And it's K-A-Y-T-E Hamilton. If you want to look her up, she does these really cool like uh, conference summary videos as she's going. It's so impressive. It's so fun. And it's a way she's very powerful at the way that she uses, you know, LinkedIn when she's at these events. She engages so many people. And I I, I just, I really admire that. But let's end with them. I know that you like to talk with people about chats and when we do have the opportunity for live walls. What does that look like? If there's a virtual element to the conference, so whether it's a hybrid conference or you're attending just purely virtually, please use the chat. I could end it right there, but (laughs) but there's more to it. In the same way that you don't show up to an in-person conference and be completely silent, never have a conversation with anyone, don't talk to the people sitting next to you, you don't go to the happy hour, that would be super weird. So you show up to a virtual conference and you never participate in the chat, you never go to any of the virtual networking opportunities or breakout sessions, it's kind of weird. You're kind of a ghost, right? You're there and you're just consuming. That's what webinars are for. That's not what a conference is for. You're probably not meeting any of the goals that you set. So I want to say participate in the chat of the actual sessions. And going back to our social tip, if there is a hashtag for the conference, create you can still post on social media about virtual conferences, right? We can we we all got creative in 2020. That same strategy now can be extended past for any digital element of a conference we attend in the future. If there's a hashtag, use that hashtag. Take a picture of your desk setup attending the virtual conference. If there's a social wall, right? Make it a challenge for yourself or for your team. How many times can you populate on that social wall? How many times can you see yourself? You still have so many options. That's right. That is a big goal that we have at Little Bird. Oh, look, there's another bird. Look at that. Look at the peeps. (laughs) Um, Okay. The last one is really pretty simple, but if people did it, we wouldn't have to have this, uh, this episode. (laughs) 
<laughs> this is where companies leak money. It's in the follow-up, right? So if you did all this work, it was worth spending the $3,000 or the $35,000 to go to this event, then it certainly is worth the time, you know, to follow up. So this shouldn't come as a shock. Um, but on the last day of the conference, you need to prepare for what it is you're going to do. Because let me tell you, conferences are exhausting, right? You leave tired, you have a to-do list, and it's easy to just neglect the follow-up. But you need to write some kind of a blog, whether it's on your website, whether it's on a long-format LinkedIn post, or whether it's an actual article, whatever it is, give some highlights because this is your chance to be seen. I'll give my tip here. And this is just something I personally do, but use your plane ride or your travel time home to get a jump start on your follow-up. You've already blocked out that time for the day, right? You're not at the conference anymore, but you're not necessarily in the office. And most people use this time to just catch up on their email or wrap up a project. But again, if you already have the time blocked out, your email can wait one more day, right? Extend your out-of-office message for the entire day and use those hours right after the event to start writing down your thoughts from the conference so that you can start that LinkedIn article. Do that wrap-up post on LinkedIn. Start assembling your list that needs to be uploaded to your contact management software. Ideate what follow-up emails need to be sent and start giving all of that actual shape. It will be so helpful. And then the last piece of this too, in the same way that I mentioned that Little Bird has those pre-planning meetings for conferences, we also have debriefs to the conferences. This ensures we don't miss a single step in the follow-up. We can we come together at the end and we ask, hey, did you meet your goal, right? So goals are only as important as the accountability and the follow-up. So we ask, did you meet your goal? What follow-up actions need to happen here? What are the emails that need to be sent? What are the blogs that need to be written? What's the podcast that needs to be done? And we assign all these tasks out. That way everyone can get their task and go their separate ways. I love it. And people are probably thinking, yeah, that sounds great because you have a big team. We did this with a small team also, but also individuals can think like this. And to me, the real last gift we could give you today is to say it's about a mindset shift. And usually digital transformation is about a mindset shift. It's not about the technology. It's not necessarily about the goal or the, the preparation or the standard operating procedure. It's about a mindset shift. And so this is the last thing I want to say to you is that, you know, this great tip that Ashley told you about strike while the iron's hot, you know, and don't just get back into your regular work routine. It also applies in the sense of change your mind about perfection. A lot of people will look at the whole list of attendees and they don't have the time to maybe connect with all of them. So then they do none of them. Well, that is really short-sighted. If you have time for a page a day to get through your notes or a page a day of the list of people you could, you need to start breaking it down. And also, you know, in terms of the writing, I see a lot of people then look at a blank screen. They don't know what to write about the blog. And so they're like, oh, well, I'll wait until I think about it. No, don't wait until you think about it. Imperfect can sometimes be 
the best thing going for you. So please change your mindset. When it comes to digital transformation success, people don't wait for all of the pieces to come together. They get out there and they do the one thing and then the next one thing and the next one thing and all those things add up. So we hope that helps you get out there. We've, we've taken our egos out of it. We've taken, you know, the jargon away from it. We pulled back the curtain. And of course, you know, I brought you one of the experts, so you're welcome. <laughs> um, but we want you to have fun out there. And part of being a success is letting people see that you are having a good time doing what you're doing. And they will even come to think that it just comes so easy to you. If you like this content, be sure to give us a five-star rating on iTunes or wherever you downloaded this podcast. It's how people find our show. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.